Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. James D. Fury, and this is Blackball. Um, I'm pretty hyped about my guest tonight because of a few reasons. One of them is because if you guys know me at all, you know that I have a big, big, big chip on my shoulder when it comes to the business of hip-hop in Canada, which seems to have never been able to sort of find their step from like the 80s until now. And my guest here, and I just found out a bunch of stuff that I didn't know before uh, we went on air just, just about five minutes ago, um, that his main teacher uh, in when he was growing up from like age 15 to 25 basically was New York City where he would spend his summers. And um, it's good to know that because there was a part of me that was always a little bit annoyed at the, the way the business handled artists like my guest tonight in that they, was, they, were, they didn't nurture them. It's almost like they didn't know how to how to nurture hip-hop artists, MCs, rappers, um, and producers. Producers maybe got a little bit of a better deal than, uh, than rappers did. But nonetheless, uh, my guest tonight is an OG, and his name is Thrust. And Thrust, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the invite. Good timing. Perfect. Yeah. I'm glad you nope. sent it. You caught it. You caught me at the right time. It's good. No problem, man. Yeah, I heard you don't do interviews that much. Why is that? Why is that? I'm just picky. It's a, it's the same thing you said. <laughs> Cause uh before I launched this, like um I'm on I've been like on a two year run, if you look at it consecutive with songs. And I and before then, um with you know, all those um awesome um blessed accolades, you know, you, you know, you praise me with and, and, and just with the whole seed and everything. I have these connections with people up here in this so-called business. So I was like, yo, I'm about to make a run. I got, like, I got, I'm ready. When I say I'm ready, people should know what that means. And I told people I'm ready like I've never been before. 
I said, I got five years music right now. Two years ago, I had five years music. Right now, I have, I don't even know. Two years ago, because when COVID hit, I started recording a uh, recording. I was I had a, access to like two studios and I was recording because gas was so cheap and you could, it was free to park downtown. Remember that period? Yeah. Yo, I went on a run for like seven months and recorded every night because of that. You know, it's funny. And I realized that there was an active audience at home. So I said, I mean, this is a good time to reintroduce yourself. But this time, reintroduce yourself from all the tutelage I had from going to the States, the way they, the proper way. So I was ready. So I said, yo, let's reach out. Certain people didn't call back. Radio stations, DJs. Um, Are you here? Yeah, I'm here. I just put a full screen oh, on oh, you. That's all. Okay. Yo, You're not used to Canadian media being yeah, nice to you uh, so much. Here's the full uh, screen. Uh, Plus, is like, I don't know what the yeah, fuck's going dope. on. <laughs> um, yeah, a certain, um, like people I knew in the game, basically, who had relationships for so long, people who I mentored, because almost every career that came out of the city, my hand's in it somehow. That's what people don't know, too. Whether it's introducing you to your main DJ, your rapper, your producer, putting you in the studio for the first time. I'm just one of those people. I'm like a connector like that. Right. And I give for hip hop. I love hip hop. So there's not much careers that that's especially ones that actually came out in the game. I don't think there's one that I haven't been part of in a way. Yeah. And, and, and I remember I mean? seeing and, and I remember really seeing your name, your name beside all of the artists that people in Canada know that know hip hop. It was always like there was like the big three. Back in the day, if you put Maestro all out kind of on his own, the big three was like Cardinal, like Shawclair, and uh, and and, and oh, sorry, there's like four: Cardinal, Shawclair, Socrates, and 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 uh, and yourself. And those were like the people that we went and saw if we wanted to see Canadian hip hop back in like the nineties. You know the crazy thing about that? I'm What's even. That? I'm my elk really is from Maestro's time, and that's what separates me from. Cardi, Socks, and those guys. Like, my name was established. Like, the whole Toronto's knew my name about five years before any of those guys came on the scene. It's just Toronto had a thriving hip-hop scene in the 80s. Like, I was around in Mishi's time. That's Mishi, Mishi, Ron. That was my time, too. So I have a long run. I'm like Jay-Z. My run started actually in, like, 86, 87. My first show, Concert Hall. Like That's, I started, my first show was in the thick of it, Public Enemy Concert Hall, Pat, wow. 15 years old. And then I went on the tour. And wow. from that, I've been going. So it's like, but I was part of groups. I was part of a group called KGB. It's known huge before the city. I only went solo with Thrust at that time. So people know Thrust, like here in the public end, that's the time when the publicity and the media and, and uh, Master T and all that was kicking. But before then, I was part of, I had a, a record deal from Electro on the table in 91, 92. Offers, like, we were in a meetings from 1990 in New York City. That's how I met P-Rock and CL Smooth way back, and they were just doing the EP at the same time. Uh, that was the last, um, what was the summit? New Music Seminar. Yeah, that was 1991. Wow. And That's so what happened? What, like... I've been on the game and on stage for special ed, KGB. That's 1989. What happened then? Like, 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 if you're, if I mean, we know that the Canadian industry um, has bad business sense, but what happened when you went to the states? Like, because I know back in the day it was really tribal. Like, if you weren't from New York, getting a deal in New York was tough. No, I was good. I was one of the first artists on Fat Beats. That's why they know me in New York. When Fat Beats started in New York City, 1995, I went to Harris. I graduated. Me, Frank, and Stein, we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, 
Socrates and Shaclair. That's how we got big in the States. We went and we were like really the first artists on Fat Beats. When Fat, the first 10 artists out of Fat Beats, well, I was one of them. Mm. You know what I mean? I, so when, when 88 Hip Hop, the first internet hip hop show started in New York City ever around the world, the first day in New York City, I was one of the first artists playing on there. That was like is the that the Red Alert stuff? Or you, yeah, uh... such a buzz in New York. Toronto Records in New York and in the States and in the Bay and in the UK at that time, it was crazy. You came, they were like, grab it out of your hands. It was gone. It's seminars, everything. And we were going to the seminars and stuff. Like, we was active just that people up here weren't ready for it. It's like we set the table for them to be ready for trade, which makes sense, which is, which is what, we're, what every generation is supposed to do, right? But someone just kept going. See, the thing with me is I just never stop. Even right now, I got two albums out right now. It's hot, it's blowing, it's hot. I just never stop. So my trajectory is totally different than a lot of artists because I'm still current and very active. If you listen to me now, you can still see that I'm growing as an MC. That's a big difference between... um, From that era. That era of artists, we last forever. Like, 87, that's why I mentioned that year. If you look at the artists from 87 that came up from 87 to, like, 95... Those are the best rappers in hip hop, and they're still rapping right now. And they still—that's that's, that's Jada Kiss, that's Jay Z. Yeah. Look at all those—they're still here right now, ripping it. You, you, you don't want to go on stage because we came from a different—it's like martial arts. We came from the pure, fun, generic essence with no corporations involved. You know what's interesting you know about what, what you just I, said? I saw that era for like eight years, no corporation, no major labels, just pure independent. Because hip hop was independent. We came—we saw the rise of the independent era of it. Yeah, and then and, we saw and, the demise slowly when the corporations came in from the nineties on to now. The weird thing, though, is is that <clears throat> what you just said um, is is completely like relevant to now because when we grew up, and by the way, you're one day older than me. I oh, you're Scorpio? No, aren't yeah. you July eighth? No, that's you not your birth. That's the other thing wrong, with Victor. But you owe oh, you you a cancer. You July eighth. You yeah. read my mom. You're one day old. My mom's birthday, July seventh. Oh, that is so weird. Is that, I just read some that you were that you were. Can't, anyway, See, right there. That's why I said Wikipedia. A lot of that stuff online is wrong. The digital thing is wrong, man. My birthday. Dude, I have a journalism 15. background. I shouldn't November be listening 15th. to Wikipedia for my facts, anyways. So November, I have the same birthday as oh, November fifteenth. It's a very hip hop birthday, though. Uh, okay. Rest in peace, old dirty bastard E forty, Mister Funky uh, from Grassroots. Rest in peace, Born Swift, Doctor J. So it's a music day. Look at on the. So yeah, but but what I was gonna say, saying, hold on. What, what you're saying, though. Yeah, what I was gonna say is that um, when we were young, rappers tailed off or stopped working, anyways, in their late 30s or early 40s. But your but our generation or a generation like below us, even like like some cats are putting out shit right now at the age of 45 or 46 or whatever, that is like better than the shit they put out when they were in their 20s. Because there's no age in the booth. We do. We're not singers. That's right. My voice is the, your voice stays the same. We're not singers. Rappers aren't singers. Singers can't do that. Singers' voice starts to go away. A rapper's voice, Jada Kiss's voice sounds better now. Isn't it more raspy now? Listen to those earlier. But when you rap raspy, it sounds dope. And if you keep your pen, your pen gets better. If you're a good writer, you, your writing grows. We're writers. We're writers. Certain people in hip hop, one of us, look at my past, present, future album. You can't say I'm not an awesome writer. Like, I don't know, have a pen. I got to weigh the pen. So if you work on your pen, it's like being a painter. Michelangelo, those guys weighing pictures till they're like, till right into their deathbed. And they were awesome. And they're still all collectors. And that's how me, a Kanye, a boom, we're from that era of that. And our come up is different because everyone else later came, didn't come up with 
You know how much hours I rhymed over records in the basement? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't even, I can I can do songs. Some of my songs you hear from me, I don't write it. All other ones, I write the whole thing. I'm one of those artists. I could do topical. I could hit every range, because like, that's where we came from, storytelling, dance songs. You know what I mean? Street shit, um, songs about girls. Boom, so our, our minds are different. We can craft differently. But now everything's just on one plane. Yeah. Right, yeah, and it's, you know everybody's talking. It's one plan. It's not the kids' fault. It's not generations. That's what the the labels did. They wanted to like take away that creativity from hip hop. But we saw the strength and the beauty in it, and just the whole thing. So we just know how to bring that out in certain moments. That's why you never stop Jay and the people like us, like on me. You can't because we have the voice. We have a natural talent and a gift. And then on top of that, and I'm a natural. Certain artists are natural. Like I could always run right out the gate. Like yeah. I just knew how to do this. And that's another thing. So if you're a natural that puts in work, right? Applies yourself, you're gone, no matter what, dude. Look Are at um, um what's his name? Just put the yeah. record out um with Pharrell and um and um Timberland. I'm blanking on his name. I'm blanking on his oh, name. Oh clips from the clips. Oh from yeah. Clips. See? Yeah. He's 45. Doesn't know what he's writing. Even Eminem, Same some Eminem. of the technical shit that Eminem has put out in the last few years has been like, holy fuck. Like that's what I'm saying, because it, creativity never go. Creativity, when you're a really creative person, dude, you and you just stay on the work, it's gonna grow with you. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like and there's true creatives and then there's people's handmade purpose. Yeah, and, and uh, you know what I mean? For me, it's always been like to me. And people only seen this much of me. It's only now people starting to see me. I got stopped by 9-11. That's what stopped my career. People don't know. My career came out right on 9-11. Boom. Yes. And I had to rebuild. Cancel my record. Everything. That was the chosen ones. That came out on 9-11. Wow. Right? That's a really and shitty then, but time that for was now. The, the, the curse for me because it made me find a whole bunch of other things. I rebuilt my team. I restructured this. I had fam- I never had time for my family since I came in the game at 15. So I got right back. I, I, re- I, re- I recharged. Look at me. You see how I look? If you know, you'll see. It's like it's it's on me, right? So, yeah. But every, like I said, but no matter what, never stop crafting songs, man. Like if you really love hip, so you just never. It's like a DJ, never stop DJing. Even you're not at the club, you're still gonna come home and spit the records. A producer, they always produce. Yeah. Right. Do you remember? So you um, thing, if you really sharp and stay on it, and if you stay authentic in your lane and real to your art, that's the thing too. Stay real to your audience. You're gonna be there for a very long. Look at Gangstar, man. A long time, man. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, some of the fixtures in Toronto hip hop, like do you do you remember a guy named Georgie Porgy? I still know him. You and, still know and, uh, Georgie Porgy, just for the audience, just so the audience understands. Georgie Porgy was this dude because I lived right on top of Kensington. Every single weekend for years, I would see this guy with a box of CDs, and he would rock walk around Kensington, being like, "Hey, you guys listen to De La Soul Tribe Call Quest," and then he'd be like, "Well, here's the," and and I was just like, I respected the guy's hustle so much. But he only existed in the way that he existed because this was so shitty. He had to do that. There was nothing the guy could do. And, you know, I don't want to keep on harping on this whole business thing, but, I mean, with Drake's success, is it and, and the shitty business that exists in, in Canada as far as hip-hop goes, is there any expectation among guys like yourself and pioneers of Canadian hip-hop to be like, yo, Drake, what's up? <laughs> How come you're not... Uh... Drake don't owe me nothing. We set the template for them, for him to eat. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. I set the template for, for three generations, dude, 30 years. So I'm just using it. I just always pass it on. That's what keeps me youthful. That's what you're, you're supposed to give. And it feels better to give than to receive. It's weird to receive sometimes when you give. But when you give, you see the joy. So that's the give, right? 
but we're all just pieces of the same puzzle, the mosaic of hip hop, man. The problem with some people, what the problem with some people is they're not active anymore. Right? Yeah. For me, I don't have a problem with it because I'm still active and and, and getting it getting the accolades and I'm in the spaces I want to be. And I, I don't want to be in Drake's space. You understand? As an artist, I never, I knew what I wanted for Thrust. I don't want to be a huge pop. I know I toured with pop. I've done those kind of records. I know what that life is. That lifestyle is not cool, dude. That lifestyle is crazy. Remember, I did Soul Decision. I've been out there. I've done all kinds yeah. of records. I did, um, what's the TV show? Kids in the Hall. I was on there. I was the first rep on like a lot. Yeah, I got a lot of oh, stuff. Oh, really? My, I love that show. Thing that's, it's on there. Look in the files. It's there. I've done a lot of stuff. I've been around. I, I toured with Beyonce for three months in those fam for like six, seven months and Christina Aguilera. I was on those tours in the States. So, and even before. Were, were they, they nice to you? They were the best people in the world. But there's yeah. music. Music people are dope. Like music people are just music people. Whether you're the lighting person or the thing, everybody sits in the same room and eats. That's the problem with Canada. We don't have that industry. They don't get that feel. And that's why I say I've always been in this, been blessed to always be in the States my whole life, even before my music career, just from when I started breathing air. And I get it. Like, you have to get it. And it's like, what's your part of? But what's your aim? Where you, like, a lot of artists, what's your goal? I know what my goal is, the kind of artist I want to be. I'm not trying, I've never tried to be a platinum artist, dude. So if someone trying to look and say, oh, Thrust is a field, he's not platinum. No, Thrust is a success. I'm, like, if I go there, and I've been on records that have been gold and close to platinum already, too. Mm-hmm. If you look, it's in the it's in the catalog. But for me, that's not, I want to be the artist, with, and I already have done it. Who has a 30-year career out of Canada? Who's current? Who has that? Nobody. I don't think anybody. No, everybody stopped. You really chaos stopped. Chaos probably has, right. like, 20, 25 years. Right? Maybe I got something four like that. albums. I got four more. I got this year alone. I got two more albums finished and coming to do. Mm-hmm. And I got in the can another two more, and we're finishing one right now. And I've yeah. got three license deals that you guys don't know about. Like it's signed off. Stuff's coming out. I'm, so I was gonna say that's the dream to actually say, "Yo, I'm still in the mix." Yeah. Right and sounding right. That's what you want. Like it's like an athlete. You want to just keep that level of, you know, everybody wanted. I'm the Tom Brady. I'm one of the Tom Brady's of the rap game, and that's what you should like think when you look back and be like, "Oh my goodness, dude, look mm-hmm. at that thing you put it all together, man!" In the long run, asked- it's easy to be. Anyone can be hot for two months, dude. Yeah, no. I, I asked. Um, I ask every single rapper this question, <clears throat> so I'm gonna ask you as well. Um, I also DJ Kenny Parker told me that him and KRS One are gonna come and argue about hip hop on my podcast in a bit, um, uh, for an hour. So that's gonna be dope. What is the definition of a freestyle? To me, a freestyle is uh, in the moment. Um, Off the dome. And for me, personally, when you hear me, because the definition is different, because some people say freestyles are, can be a written rhyme, like that no. you remember and you're saying the spot. But for me, and no, for me, and anytime yeah. you see me, I just did an awesome one on Flow Friday. Look on my page, IG, you'll see the post. It's improv. It is improv, though. But that's Something not the, happened. No, but that's not the definition. I've heard from. Like I said, I've been in here. All those people, that's not. Because freestyle is really, all a freestyle really is to the masses, it's a rhyme that nobody's heard before. Yeah. That's what a freestyle is. You know, so, but that's an insurance I, policy. Yeah, it's an so, insurance policy that some rapper made up. Sometimes they do a freestyle, then you hear it like two <laughs> months later, you hear the record. But it's corny if you have the record out now and you're still dropping the rhyme that everybody's heard. See what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's dropping something no one's heard before. But the real freestyle, someone who has a real freestyle ability, now that's different. Refusability doesn't have to do anything written or pre-rehearsed. You just do it on the spot. 
I miss the days where I used to see battle rappers like dump out garbage cans and relate the skills to the garbage that fell out of the can as yeah. proof that they're freestyling. I mean, the only way they could get away with that is if they're the ones that put the garbage in like an hour before. That. No, and that, that's like, a lot of, like a lot of people can do it, but I'm saying a lot of people just can't, right? That's yeah. the problem, right? But that's to say, are you a true artist? A true artist can freestyle. Like, that's the real thing. A real true artist can just freestyle off the top. Because mm-hmm. that's how they learn. Like me, I never wrote rhymes for three years. The hardest part was the bad part to start writing. Because I could always like freestyle for like half an hour, and it sounded like I was written. Yeah. And that's how most of the rappers, you know, Biggie, Jay, like, that's how they all started. If you look at Red Man, they all had that. We just naturally could rhyme. I could rhyme like boom. I met. I was in grade nine, knowing that boom, everyone was rhyming. I used to break dances. I started dancing in my first. Then I came in. And there was a dude tilt from Point Blank. You might know Point Blank, but he would tilt rock with that or that. Boom, he was the best rapper. And the people heard me rhyming. Hey, that guy can rhyme good. And he heard about me and he battled me in the stairs. And I almost beat him. And then we joined the same crew. And that's yeah. how my, that's why I came into hip hop, but I always knew how to rhyme. Um but Northern Touch obviously is probably you know, you the most give you something and you're like special at it. Everyone has that I- thing. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. I, 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 I'm a... My backpack is on really tight, the straps. And so I think that um, that a freestyle has a definition and it's off the dome. And no one will ever convince me that there was a rapper one day who was like, well, I can't freestyle. So if I write something no one's heard before, I'll just call it a freestyle. And then I'll change the definition so that I can freestyle. Oh, this is what I know from New York City and from like legends, dude. Like I'm talking about like the ones. You, that's what I'm saying. I'm going from that. I'm just not from me. Right. Yeah. But um, there's two. There's a definition. And that's why I said a freestyle is supposed to be. That's the definition—a rhyme you never heard before. So, rhyme mm-hmm. never heard before can be I can write pull from the that, or it can just be on the spot. And some people mix it a bit of like something that's written, and you're adding into it. So that's still creative yeah. too. That's what I said. So it's a rhyme you never heard before. Nobody, even your circle of people, would have never heard it. If they heard it, that's not a freestyle. Yeah, I think I think it's off the dome, but that's just me. But I, I, I like your you. definition. I know I like it, but I'm just saying, like I said, I'm, just I'm a purist because people are so oh, this is what it is. I want to talk about Northern Touch in, in, in the context of the, of the business up here because that, I guess, is like what it would be the second most played or popular Canadian hip-hop single of all time, probably. One of them. Yeah. Um, probably has a bunch up there now. Oh, I don't count Drake. But Drake's not all Canadian hip-hop. Drake's not. But the production is made up here. So you know what? Yeah. Well, but between Drake... Wes, um, Dream Warriors, because you got it. Everyone yeah. jumps over Dream Warriors, dude. I don't but, jump over them. I know that they are. No, I'm just saying, you're there, missing, right? Yeah. And yeah. then you got to put in that the Northern Touch, right? Because I uh, watched your face in my single. You, Jay, still you. What Huge, did right? Northern Touch Everyone jumps do? Over King Luke. What, up, Luke? what did Northern Touch do for you? Or did it do, like, I mean, other than like, Northern you know. Northern Touch did for me, uh, like the name of your show, man. It got me blackballed. I did such a good verse. There's so many people stop <laughs> they want to reach out. Well, I don't know. And then I was shining on so many other people's verses that all the calls stopped, man. That's what it did. You, 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 you think that's what it was? You bought <laughs> people on the track? 
But it kept, that's one thing it did help me with that. But it kept me very current. It keeps me alive. It keeps me, uh, yeah, it, 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 it did everything. You know what it did? Notice what it did everything that a song could possibly do for you. Like you really? put in one song, it's like that song really like, has so much life, so much legs. You know what I mean? And, and, and I guess, it, and I really had like songs before that were big, but that just, that just put the, the stamp on the thrust. Okay, thrust is one of the ones. And are you still like like good friends like, with all those guys or were you ever? Not good friends with all of them, but we're all friends. We're all like yeah. sociable. I'm really close. I've always been close with um, Shocks and Checks. Me and Shock Check made close. Um, me and the Rascals always been family. Me and Cardi, we haven't been like that close, but we're still sociable. But uh, I've always been tight with like Kim. I know the Rascals before everybody, before they came here, before all of them. I've known those guys like four years. I always had a contact with the West Coast from way back. So I heard their record, seen their videos even before the, like two years before. So we've, we've always been, had a friend, like had a really awesome relationship, me and Keem more tight, more out of everybody in the group, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so yeah, pretty much, man. I mean, Shots is my brother, man. You know, we always end up working together somehow. We're on like so many like little side records and projects. And yeah, and me and Chex, Chex is my cousin. When I go to Vancouver, <laughs> So when I get off the plane, you know who I'm with? I'm with Chex. Me and Chex right. So, yeah. Where does chaos That's why that fit in? Work, we were friends, though. That's we Where does chaos fit in together. in the whole um, motif of Canadian hip-hop? Where, where is his, what's his role? He always I don't know, because like chaos he's... disappeared, man. He came, and then he, yeah. he's in Vancouver, last time I know. But chaos is just, chaos is a major contributor. Like, there's nothing to, what could you take away from, or if not, just give praise to chaos. I like man. chaos. You know what I mean? I, he's I... creative genius. He's a creative genius. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just wish we got more, like because he just, you know what I mean. But yeah, he's dope, dude. I wish. He's, I, last time I saw him, I saw him at the Junos. We went like a couple of years. And we did that reunion for years. That's the last time I saw him down there. We were at a party. He was he was vibing with us. Yeah, but he's um, good. He's dope, though. He's one of my uh, you know what? I, I I he's from my hometown. He's actually from my neighborhood. And so, like, I, I was really happy. And I know. Um, I always, it's so funny every time I have a rapper on I mention these people that I'm like friends with but I, I just do because they're rappers and DJs like uh, Nigel and Sheldon from Pocket Dwellers right so oh, that's they, my, Nigel's my cousin yo me and Nigel go back we started a career at the same time Nigel's amazing one of the most oh, those so guys good. period but Nigel's one of the most amazing human beings dude like no, if you know is. Nigel I know Nigel and you mention yeah. the name everyone's faces see how I smile like everyone yeah. knows and that's so talented right. man I know Nigel I've seen him for a minute Pick up my cousin, man. Yeah. That's right. Back. I'll tell him you said what's up. He's probably watching this right now. He's, he's, but the uh, thing he's is, like, the all show. the artists know each other because we all we had for 10 years was each other. Like, that's the thing people understand. Like, no one yeah, else. It was, was a small community, wasn't it? Every city is, though. You go to New York, it's small, too. The hip hop community is small. Those who last. People come in for, like, play, play, six, seven months, and they don't, they don't have the long state. They get kicked out. But those who last, it's, it's a culture. That's why hip hop's a culture. It's a community. It's a culture, right? Like we're family, man. We're extended family. You know what I mean? I like what you were saying earlier. Schooled each other and all grew up Caribbean back. Mm-hmm. So we have all lineages goes even back that people don't know too. Like my mom, Socks mom, Bubba, they all know each other too. They're only one generation. So there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't know too, right? I, I like what you were saying earlier about the pandemic, about how hard you worked during COVID, because uh, I talk about that a lot on the podcast about how. There's like a, a renaissance that's get, that's starting right now from all of the artists that had nothing better to do than to create when they were locked in. And it sounds like you did the same thing. Yeah, well, I, if those who have eyes will see, 
because it's the first time you have all eyes sitting and watching. I was like, yo, wait a minute. You've got a captive audience. And I also realized we got a chance to get some of the club heads back because people got so into club for hip hop, club, club, club. Every music was geared for the club, 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 yeah. club. And no one even listened to like real hip hop. So I'm like, you know what? During this time, people are going to want substance again because they're sitting at home. They're going through this real thing. going to make you think about it. You're going to go back to, you want music with food, with soul, with energy, something to get you through. So, and I go, and I go, that's me. That's my time. Cause that's what I bring. I don't bring club stuff and, and, and grab girls titties and ass and, and, and popular records. I could do all that stuff and I'd kill everybody if I did it, but that's not me. That's not my, my lane. My lane is, is culture, um, eyes open, knowledge, information, growth. You know what I mean? Spirituality, yeah. all that stuff. So that's when I was like, oh, this is going to be so receptive now. But the thing is, is when I realized I'm only going to have a year to try and get the jump because everyone's trying to do it now. Yeah, no, no. So they should, they needed to, to start in now? 2020. My work was done a year and a half ago. I'm just that's way right. ahead now because I just realized that I kept working and I started releasing stuff from last year. So, so, so my first year, if you look at what I did, the first year I did all collabs. A year and a half ago, they all collapsed. This year, it's all albums and projects, and mostly me. Because people, oh, you can't stand on your own. Yeah, well, listen to Broken Arrow. That's 98% me on there, and it's dope as hell. And our storytelling, all kinds of different stuff. So it's like realizing the scene, the wave, and when it's time to move. And and, and, and being timely, like the, thought, though, the way that, yeah, well, the, the way that you're, the, the way that you're talking is like, <clears throat> it's so timely because it kind of brings me back to when I was a kid and I used to listen to like Gangstar's ex-girl to ex-girl when I was getting over a girl. You know what I mean? And there were all these little tracks that I would listen to depending on what kind of mood that I was in. And I think the, pan the, the music to come out of the pandemic, the shit that's being released right now up until a year from now that was written or recorded between 2020 and 2022 is going to be like this next era of like a really soulful, amazing hip-hop, I think. You know, I yeah, hope people are just doing it for themselves. They're not doing it to like get it in this place and get exposure over here. And you had the time to create it too, if you were smart and use that time That's with right. no pressure, low cost, no nothing. I could, like they'll say, so you had the, the space, the time, right? Oh my goodness. You know, I, I told people, when do you ever, I told someone, if you cannot get yourself resituated and repositioned during these two years of the, of the pandemic, Right during the thing, you will never do it. You will never mm. do it. And the worst part about it is, not only will you never do it, you're going to get left behind. So there's already been a time where a bunch of people got left behind. They didn't work during the last two years. Yeah. Those are words. They were complaining. You, quantum leap. you haven't you seen it yet. You're going to see it in about four years, five years. You, are, you either worked or you complained during the pandemic. That was the yeah. Same. And then once things went back to normal, those people worked. It's like boom. Yeah. You made a jump, dude. Um, that show, was that show sliders? We went through that little portal. Yeah, that's right. And the rest is still on the other side there because they didn't, they're still on that speed and you can't yeah. catch up. How can you catch back up to the speed? Because we gain momentum during the hardest time. Mm -hmm. If you can gain momentum during the hardest or the slowest time, get momentum going, momentum, momentum. Dude, when things kick in, <laughs> when it kicks yeah. back in and you're still rolling, your ball's going to be, it's going to be like one of those uh, planets they call it with the quasars or whatever. They, oh, yeah. they spin really quick and it, the beam double. Yeah, that's us, man. Pure both yeah. poles. Uh, let me the sub East -West. What, in 2022 what would you like i, I mean you, you used you were a teacher for a while at the harris institute correct yep so what would you say to a young aspiring rapper in 2022 in canada like an advice life advice same thing i always tell them it, same, 
just go to where people people go where there's food. So it's like you want to go in this game, you got to go to where it happens and see how it really works. So if you want to go in acting, then you got to go down to uh, L.A. Check out the L.A. It doesn't mean you move there, but go there. See your opera. See what a real uh, studio setup is, etc. Go see if you really want to do it, too. Some people are trying to jump something. They might not really want to do it if you really see what it is. If you want to go into music, go to New York City. The industry is New York City or Atlanta, let's say, if you're into urban music. See where it started. See what it is. Feel what it is. That's the most important thing. And then after that, if it's you want to do, just stay away from, I always say this a million times, and it's from Mary J. Blige quote, then just stay away from the dream killers and put in the work. You got to be so committed. Like, it's funny how all- committed, like every day come in and put a bit of time, committed, 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 committed without any kind of thing. Committed to somebody saying to you. It's like a workout routine. Female rappers have the best quotes. I remember Mishy Me once said, you don't represent, you just rent. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. Such yeah. a dope. That was on 88.1, I think. On a, like, you know, I remember just, that, man. I, I know, the best. things that stick out. Eh? Do you have anything coming yeah, up or sure. anything that you want to plug before we check out? Um, Just look for all our releases on uh, Black Buffalo Records. I'm on right now, Broken Arrow. Uh, we got like it's 1994 that came out in March. It's on digital platforms. You can get the CD from bofatbeats.com. Look for the Thrust and Danku album called Nicer Than You in September. Uh, and I got another album with, that's uh, through Type A Records called Welcome to the True North that's floating around too. So look for the releases. If you need to find me, everything is uh, under Thrust Music and all the handles. And if you want to do some music, do some work, do whatever. Just inbox me or get it, uh, you know, get it my man James right here, man. Yeah, man. Con- contact me with all your fat beats. I'll use them for yeah, the show and, and then send them. I want to thank you for the, for the invite, man. Dude, Thanks, man. Uh, I'll have so, you back when the albums come so, out, so, for sure. I like to be on shows like this, like, you know, like I said, this is the kind of interviews that I'm only, like, people really kick it open, kick open the door, and we're just really going to talk. You know, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not here for, <clears throat> I'm not here for play play, and I've never been here for accolades. You know what I mean? So. Well, listen, I, I've known about you since I was a kid. <clears throat> we're, we're around the same age, so it's not like you weren't a kid too. But, um, you know, I've seen you at a bunch of shows at the concert hall. Uh, I've actually interviewed you once. I think it was like 11 no, years you. ago. No, as as you, I remember, you were, man. I remember, and I remember faces and things. That's one thing people love. Like, if I see you once, people know I'll always, because I got a photographic like, memory like that. <clears throat> For places, destinations, whatever. So that's a good thing. The name sometimes you're like, uh, but it's yeah. like, yo, my man. Of course, man. <laughs> But yeah, well, listen. James, uh, it was. A, it, they, they go, oh, that's my man. Rest, I had to do this. I know yeah, I don't mom. exactly have the most hip hop name, <laughs> D Fury. No, but I knew you, who yeah. you. I remember who you were, right from before. Yeah. Just your name, right? And then I was like, oh, he's doing it. I said, this is going to be good. So I said, that's why I made sure I got you the music. Well, I appreciate. I tried to do blah blah blah. Yeah. blah. We just. I, I appreciate that, man. And listen, we'll do this again. And um and guys, that was thrust. He it, now is it thrust OG? Is it the thrust? Because it's a hard. Yeah, I added, you added a new acronym for the last year, so thrust OG. Okay. The OG status. Now I hit that that thing. So I always add a little thing up to my name. You know, I started it when I started as like it was MC Thrust before way oh, back. Yeah. We were, all, we were all we were all Irish back, back in the day. Like I was like, I hate, dude, I'm not. So I, then I went from '95 and went thrust. Yeah. And now after my lineage and everything in the game, I say, oh, I'm an OG. Now people say, OG, I said, yo, thrust OG. Because I hit that stage in my life, that milestone, that point. And it's good to add, it just adds fresh energy. Like it's just a, a subtle change. 
And if people still want to say thrust, they still say thrust, because unless you change the name, it's just so weird. Like, there's still no acronym. So I say thrust, and then there's a pause. Oh, gee. Well, listen, I'm probably going to call you thrust because that's what I've been calling you for 25 years. <laughs> but, and you see what I'm saying? So I got two crowds. Because all the new people, you know what they call, and it's good for the young ones because the young ones see me as an OG. So you see what I'm saying, what I got? That's right. So that's yeah. what I said. I please both. So a lot of people now, they're like, OG. And then I got y'all comfortable with oh. thrust. And then I got people right in the middle, thrust OG, but it worked because everybody's calling it. So that's the main thing. Works. Yeah, my nickname, yeah, according to the people that watch the podcast, is Matt Flowers, so they can all fuck off. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Thrust, man. Listen, we'll have you back soon, and uh, and thank you very much for coming, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Um, anytime, holler, whatever you need, man. Stay up, we'll stay do, man. awesome, man. You know what it is. Will, thanks, man. Thanks. So, so that was uh, that was Thrust or OG or Thrust OG. Listen, he's uh, he, he's been doing it since it's been it. You know, he's like he said, his first his first concert was opening up for Public Enemy in 1986 at the concert hall. So that's all you need to know about that. So that was dope. Uh, big shout out to Thrust. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, guys, we have a really big show this week uh, on either Wednesday or Thursday. And the reason why I don't know yet is because there's just one thing that that has to happen. And um, if it doesn't happen on Wednesday, then the show will happen on Thursday. But we will have the first uh, woman to launch accusations of sexual assault um, at the hands of members of the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church. Um, this has been months in the making. I've been talking to her for a long time. Um, first of all, uh, I just wanted her to be comfortable. I told her that I don't care about the clicks. I don't care about the traffic. She doesn't have to do it. I reached out to her. Then I just started helping her find ways to like, um, hold this man accountable. Um, this is before she even decided to do the podcast. And then her and I discussed what we didn't like about Me Too stories. And one of the things that we didn't like about Me Too stories is how oftentimes it was a person who was anonymous hurling accusations against a person that would be named and then there would be no evidence. Like literally no evidence. Just, you know, um, this man did this. And, and listen, some, sometimes... I don't know the percentage, maybe most of the time it was true, but the journalistic integrity part and the ethics part of it was always a little bit like, eh, to me, um, Steve Pakin comes to mind. Um, you know, there, there are other people that, um, you know, just get thrown under the bus when they shouldn't. So what I wanted to do with her and to her credit, she was brave enough to do this was not have her on until, um, she filed a police report and she did until she find other accusers, and she did, um, until she was able to find um, people who sort of like witnessed circumstances that happened to other children within, the, uh, within that church, which she did. Um, and listen, like Me Too stories are, are, are hard enough as it is, but um, to, to put out a story like this where the person has filed the police report, where there's corroborating um, accusers, and when it's against a cult as ridiculously awful as this cult is, the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church, <clears throat> whatever they want to call themselves, and everything that came out with the Klondike papers and, um, and how they hunted Richard Marsh uh, with the help of David Wallace and Nathan Jacobson until Nathan and, and David turned around and said, we're not doing this. This is a, an organization that I would be most happy to bring down or to help bring down. 
um, with legitimate, real stories uh, of of crimes that they committed. So um, everybody joins us for that because that's going to be one of those um, one of those. Sh- and we're gonna have a uh, a person on as well. Oh, her name escapes me right now, um, but she's an expert in cults. And uh, Richard Marsh texted me. I turned off my phone. Uh, Richard Marks tested uh, Richard Marsh. Richard Marks, man. <clears throat> no, Richard Marsh uh, text, texted me earlier uh, her name. And anyway, she's an expert on cults and the way that cults manipulate and sexually abuse people. So she's going to be on as well. And we're going to have Richard on as well. So I don't want to say the accuser's name until uh, until Wednesday or Thursday, whenever she's going to come on. But guys, that's that's going to be an important episode. Um, I think we're probably going to make news with that one as well because um, <clears throat> hopefully what will happen is that other victims of this church, alleged victims, I should say, of this church uh, will will hopefully come out of the woodwork. And um, yeah, I can't believe how brave this this woman is. And uh, you know, one of the things that struck me about her story and about what happened since she. Uh, started to sort of look in the community to see if anyone else went through it is that the same perpetrator um, who who victimized her allegedly 30 something years ago um, she found someone and that this person had allegedly victimized three years ago so if these crimes are true they have been happening for decades and decades at the hands of this one guy who is the leader uh, of this church or at least one of the lead, main leaders of this church in Maple Creek, Saskatchewan. So that's going to be an important episode of Blackballed, and I can't wait um, to to allow her to give her the space uh, where she can finally hold this person to account. So that is going to be this week. I will announce probably tomorrow night, maybe Wednesday morning, uh, if it's going to be Wednesday or Thursday. But uh, yeah, take a look out for that. And uh, thanks to all the people in the chat who talked about sushi and Jello. That's awesome. <laughs> No wonder I'm such a mad flower. No, I love you guys. I'm just playing. Um, but thanks for watching Blackball. Then we'll see you again soon. Okay. Bye. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.